What's going on, everybody? Welcome to On Screen Live. My name is Andrew Jupin, and this is the show for Monday, the 16th of October. That's right. We are back to Mondays at noon. Our jaunt through the New York Film Festival has concluded. Uh, hello to everybody out there. Uh, Cody D, Hackles, DR, Eric Perez, Halahoochie back in the chat. Angry Hero 79. That's my good buddy, Sean Merrick, I do believe. Sean will be talking about the Iron Claw trailer when Steve gets back from vacation because it's a wrestling movie and Steve Sadak loves, loves wrestling. Eddie Failson, Knowledge Junkie, John Cara, thanks for uh, tuning in, y'all. Rachel L., heck yeah. Hope everybody had a, a good weekend. The Big Bass. Philippe says it's uh, one o'clock where he is. Nice. Good to know. I'm fascinated with time differences, y'all. Uh, we got a lot to get to today, so I will uh, stop rambling and get to some birthdays. First up, magnificent musician Flea, of course, turned 61. Love that dude, man. Uh, let's see. We got uh, musician John Mayer. Big, uh, big week for musician birthdays. John Mayer turns 45. Legendary actor and political activist Tim Robbins, 65. And um, John Mayer's uh, Dead and Company buddy, Bobby Weir himself from The Grateful Dead, turns a big 76. So, you know, I got to wish my guy Bobby Weir a big happy birthday. Hope he's having a good one. Uh, all right. Like I said, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to get to today. Uh, I'm going to bring in some buds to help me through it all. First up, God, I just love him so much. Eric Siska. Oh, hello. Man, hey. you, you reading those birthdays makes me think, like, when's it going to be my birthday? Everyone's got a birthday. <laughs> well, your birthday is just like a few weeks before mine, so I'll say several months from now. Okay. Yeah, I wish it could be every Monday, because that's what it feels like to be joined here with you fine folks. <laughs> that's right. Every Monday is a celebration. Um, I will say, if any of our birthdays ever falls on a Monday where we're doing the show, You'll be the first one getting getting a happy birthday wish, dude. Oh, I hope so. Uh, hope speaking so. of a dude who loves birthdays, everything about birthdays, uh, Chris Cabin. And then when then he said that when is going to be my birthday, and I just scowled at him. <laughs> I didn't even want to look him in the eyes anymore. I was writing this movie with him about the Bush administration, although it wasn't really about the Bush administration. He just starts talking about when's it going to be my birthday, and I <laughs> I had to give up. I had to stop writing right then. But you know, this is <laughs> amazing that John Sales goes through such similar things as me. Oh, oh, it's like he's a real yeah. person. Yeah, it's it's a strange <laughs> thing. It, but like, you know, he's he's a very smart man. Uh, That's wonderful. Very talented man, too. Anything in, I, there, <laughs> anything in there about cake preferences? Um, wait, wait, hold on. There is a I, segment about desserts. Uh, let ice me, cream. It better be an ice cream cake, and you bet your ass the cookie crumble's got to be oh, in it. Well, mm -hmm. it, I, get, I don't know what you would... It's he's a tart man. He likes tarts. Oh, tarts are pretty good, but that's an odd I, I choice like for a birthday. I know. I don't know if you're going to get a big one. Do you want to put Earth candles in a thing into a tart? I don't no, know. that's no. I don't no, know. No, no. That, that seemed good. By but, the way, pretty funny uh, from uh, someone in the chat. Mike Kling apparently shares a birthday with Anne Hathaway and Charles Manson. Mm, two of my faves. Good love pairing. all the love all the birthday talk. You know. Oh, you know yeah. why I started doing this? Because you know what I used to love. Entertainment the old, tonight. Uh, yeah, the old Entertainment Tonight program. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mary Hart wishing rando celebrities happy birthday, you know? 
And, and we all saw in real time, if you were young, if you were old enough, I should say, not young enough, you're old enough, <laughs> folks at home, yeah. you got to see John Tesh throw his life away in real time. Oh, oh my God. Can you imagine that, being like that talented of a musician and you're just on TV? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or uh, the opposite. I mean, if you get to do so little all week, I mean, that sounds pretty good. All you have to do is be on <laughs> entertainment tonight. Come on, baby. That's right. Uh, so we got a lot to get through gang. Pretty interesting, um, week at the box office. I will say, uh, as you can tell from all of our little nicknames we have here, uh, so we're going to go through the numbers on a segment we like to call highest gross. Um, Yes, box I was office. B.O. Yeah. B.O. Yeah. indeed. I was noticing someone yeah. asking what the, uh, because we have Taylor Swift gags in our names, what our favorite mm. songs would be. I'm going to say one of mine is Blank Space. Going to put that out there. I like that tune. Mm. Anything off of 1989. That's my favorite record of hers. Yeah. I, um, I'm, I am a very passive fan. I've listened to like three or four of the records. Yeah, there are good songs in there. I, I don't know if I have a favorite. I think, but I definitely have heard some good ones. I've Eric only, Siska. Yes, I've only heard 1989. I've never heard any other. I'm sure I've heard some songs here. Yeah, and there, you've but heard them in the I, ether. You know, yeah. I, I assume you would be all over the folk. That that seems more of your vibe. So. I tried to get into. I couldn't get into it. Yeah, no, uh, that's fair. I you figured to, you like, for a I shake never. it off, man, Eric. That's uh, oh, I'll song. do that after this. Like you're in a you're in a public restroom and just you know. Right, shaking it off. What? What? I oh, forget. the the thing. Yeah, yeah. The tallywhacker. Yeah, that's what that song's about, right? It's yeah. about yeah. like I think it's about tallywhackers. Yes, it's off her album Urinal. <laughs> yes, specific. I don't know which one was about Jake Gyllenhaal, but I remember that also being a good one. I oh wow, they're really? all about Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, they are all about Jake. Gyllenhaal? Okay, I, I was I was misinformed. Now, if anyone knows in the chat which Taylor Swift song is about Jake Gyllenhaal, let Chris know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Getting to uh, the box office figures here. Um, first up, fifth place, the creator. Still farting along here. Uh, look at the numbers for this guy in its third week. $4.3 million. Hey, what are you going to say, man? It's mm -hmm. not making its money back in this theatrical run. No, Couldn't no, create uh, <laughs> profit. No, no, no. It's There's none of that being created. It's not going to create. I don't think it's even going to create a very big like VOD uh, it, it doesn't even feel like a cult movie to me. Uh, it just uh -huh. feels like something that was released and people were not interested. <laughs> like, and you were saying last week, dude, right? Because you saw it, it's like well directed, but like yeah. again, bad script. Bad script. I mean, it. It's all. It, it's all the same shit. Like, what was cool about Godzilla was like that you were asked to kind of like, who cares? Like, genuinely, who gives a shit about the people in a Godzilla movie? And that was a kind of right. the point of view of the movie. Uh, right. And I, I really, I really appreciate that. But since then, it's all been about people. Like Rogue mm -hmm. One is about people. This movie is about people. And like that, I'm not sure if he's so good at. I, I, right. I, I think he needs a big, like a disaster movie is exactly what he should do. Like when a, a big storm thing, like if you yep. can get him to do something creative with that, you might have something there. Robot storm. Sure, there you go. <laughs> it's like Fuck. robots are flying around, yes. just going through your barn. There you wasn't go. that uh, wasn't that that William Shatner series? Oh, it was Robot Jocks. Robo yeah. Jocks? What was that called? 
Well, it's not a Shatner thing. It's a Stuart Gordon movie called Robo Jocks. Robo Jocks. But what was the? What was the? I rewatched it recently. It's good. Um, What was the series though? Didn't Shatner write some sci-fi? Tech Wars. Tech Wars is what I'm thinking of. Thank Mm, you. Never watched. Um, Yeah, got my brain scrambled here because all I can keep thinking about is fucking John Kramer coming in at number four. Uh-huh. This movie should just be called John Kramer instead of Saw X. Well, that's um, how you that's how you can open it up. Because we've heard this week, of course, they're going to do two more, it sounds like. Oh, is that? Uh, I hadn't heard really? that. Chris Kramer, I had, breaking news. I had heard there was a confirmation that there was going to be a prequel. I don't know what that means. Uh, to what? Like, Isn't what, this a prequel? Exactly. Like, I'm like, what do you mean by Well, it's like, it's an in-betweenquel. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what they mean by that. Uh, and then there's supposedly going to be another one after that, and that will conclude the trilogy. It sounds Ooh. ridiculous to begin. Like the fa- Fast X should has to end with Fast X because once you start getting FX one and FX one, mm-hmm. I'm done. No, yep. no, 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 no. Yep, it's, it's kind of like how that. you know how like for a while there were like way too many Mega Man games, and they started calling them like different things, and no. it was like impossible to keep track of oh, that's you. what it's going to be like with these fast and furious movies guaranteed i i cannot take it and with this you well you tried to do it once with jigsaw and then you tried to like and that mm. is fine uh but i honestly the best path would be to be like john kramer like make it about him dude oh here's what it well, is because he's like a like an architect and an engineer right who had that profession in a couple of movies, but our good buddy, Michael Douglas, sure. you do a John Kramer architect nineties mm-hmm. sex thriller where it's like John Kramer is so horny. He risks it all mm-hmm. like, like disclosure, but with John Kramer and that's the prequel. You sure. My advances. Now you're going to have to be in this murder <laughs> sex toy swing. <laughs> VR law file thing whatever that was at the end of oh, the movie anyway disclosure yeah yes awesome. uh saw x week three 5.7 million this brings it to 71 million dollars global on a 13 million dollar budget so yep we will be seeing them prequels Ugh. and requels and whatever else <laughs> something i'd like to see the prequel for to explain like what scientific experiments Got these things talking mm. and whatnot. Paw Patrol. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You the don't mighty see, movie. You don't want to see that prequel. It's mostly like Guardians of the Galaxy 3. It's yeah. just powered <laughs> by massive animal torture. Just up down the boardwalk animal and, torture. That, and ironically, it's also a prequel to Saw because that's where John Kramer got his start by torturing animals <laughs> oh, and doing sure. little contraptions and making Paw Patrol people. He was working with the high evolutionary. It's true. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> um, so this guy, what are we looking at with this guy? Seven million in its third week. Yeah. That's great. I'm sure we'll be seeing more from those little scamps. Uh coming in at number two, still putting people to sleep around the country. The Exorcist Believer. Son of a bitch. And it's a uh, second week here, uh, eleven million dollars, which is a fifty-eight percent drop, which is okay. If I could if if I could talk to my teenage self or like my early college self and be like, at one point you are just going to be screaming in your own home, stop giving David Gordon Green your money. Yeah. Like, wow. It's just you would just be like, what the fuck are you talking about? What? No, yes. shut up. he makes these little indie movies. They will never break out. None of this will ever matter. 
It's yeah. like, oh, it's not like the lady in the second movie of his is going to break out and have a huge sitcom and like make <laughs> records with M. Ward or anything like that. Uh, no, uh, like I, I, yeah. I am amazed that this thing is still doing fucking money. God fucking damn it, this movie. It's crazy. It's it's crazy. Well, Chris, um, it's the second weekend. I you wanted was to still die. I wanted to die now, Eric. Right. Uh, well, I mean, th- there were butts getting excised uh, <clears throat> out of the seats, though. Four. Because uh, in at number one. Of course. Here we go. Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour mm. concert film. And it is a concert film, by the way. Uh, it's straight up like all just the sing performance. Sing songs? Sing songs? What the hell? What do you mean sing songs? They sing yes. songs? Yeah, 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 they sing songs. No, it's like, uh, to say... It's all performance. It's not like backstage interviews. It's yeah. not like looking back on the tour or anything like that. It's just straight up the movie. We'll talk about it a little later in the program. But out from AMC Theaters Distribution, uh, okay, um, $97 million. I will say shout out to my buds at Variance Films um, because if you uh, saw this at not an AMC theater, uh, like an indie theater or something like that, odds are those dudes uh, took your booking and... Um, they are no stranger to event cinema. That company is who gave you all the amazing RRR screenings in the United States. Um, so they worked uh, in partnership with AMC Theaters Distribution in some way. I mean, this was really smart for Taylor Swift. She walks away with 57% of the box office. That's like the deal she struck, right? So like she's essentially almost like self-distributing the film. But Eric, I will say this, 57%. It's less than fucking Disney takes in its first week. Wow. Um, yeah, they're fucking crooks with box office stuff. But anyway, um, $97 million. I saw something that was like, oh boy, a little underperformed from what we were expecting, which was like $100 million. So I'd say it's fine. Yeah. $97 million, you're good. Um, will be interesting to see what it totals because something I read this morning, I wasn't aware that this was happening, but they're not, they're taking the movie off screen Mondays through Wednesdays. What? So it's only Tuesday through Sunday. And it's weird because I haven't seen something that fucking stupid hmm. since uh, Netflix tried that with, um, oh Lord, now I forget which movie. It was in their early days. of. Oh, it was Irishman. That's what it was. They were like, you can play Irishman like Thursday through Sunday and then it has to come off and then you can come back. And all these people were like, no, that's why. Real dumb. Yeah, I, it is dumb. I, I, I don't know. I, I've, that sounds so stupid. Like I, I will say, I like. I, I think this is it's a good uh, showing for a movie like this for sure. But mm-hmm. like, it's also fine if Taylor Swift doesn't know, like, ha- doesn't have the best instincts when it comes to movies. Like, let us all remember, she was like, "What's going to be my first crack at bat? The, a late David O. Russell picture." That oh, nobody right. wants to fucking oh, see. Like, Amsterdam. That literally nobody wants to fucking see. And like she was, she was in shit before that though, dude. Was like she? she popped up in, um, I believe it's either my wife and I were just talking about this yesterday. It's either Valentine's Day or New Year's Eve, one of those movies. Oh, she's in there for okay. a hot second. She did like a, I think she did a voice in an animated thing as well. I'm um, not counting anime stuff, but a Valentine's Day, like, and she's not just playing herself; she's playing. I, be- I believe it was she was okay. playing a person. Yeah, she was okay. in The Giver. She was in oh, um, something really. What, what? Uh, where is it? God damn it! I just scrolled by it. These are also cats. these are not these are not. Oh, she's shaking, a cat. These are yeah. not shaking my my theory. By the way, she just no no might no not no, no. Have the idea. But like, I, uh, de- to to want to pair with David uh, with David O. Russell now 
Yeah, that's is shocking. Like that's a yeah. real fucking weird thing to want. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's like known that that dude sucks shit. A creep, like a real fucking creep. Legendary fucking yes. creep. Um, she does have a really funny death scene in that movie, though. Yeah, oh, well, <laughs> that's all I've seen in that movie. Yeah, and that's it's all a, anybody's seen. It's uh, <laughs> it's really dumb. She gets like she gets kind of like Isadora Duncan almost. I think. Yeah. Uh, yep. She's like run down by a car. I don't know. Anyway, um, around the art market, we were just talking about this a couple weeks ago, and you can find our review for it uh, on our YouTube channel. Anatomy of a Fall, uh, the Justine Triette film, opened uh, limited this weekend from our good friends at Neon. Did 125K on five screens. Wow. Good movie. Um, good movie. Really good showing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so did just want to get that out there. Uh, and speaking of spreading the word, Thursday, the 26th of uh, this fine month, October, 9 p.m. Eastern, gang, we're doing our next worldwide digital experience, they call it, moment.co slash we hate movies. We're talking all about the fourth Friday, the 13th movie, mm-hmm. which is the final chapter. The yeah. final chapter, the fourth movie, and like what, a, a dozen or so? 12? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 12. like 12 uh, or something. Uh, yeah, so, of course, that makes a lot of sense. This is the one with Crispin Glover. Uh, that is yes. uh, like the big selling point. Crispin and Corey. Corey yep. is also in it, yes. Uh, but I, the Crispin Glover scenes are just immaculate in this in this movie. It's a, oh, it's it's a fun it's movie. We're going to have so much fun talking about it on October 26th. That's right. Um, speaking of uh, that movie, this past mm-hmm. Friday was, of course, Friday the 13th. Did you guys uh, celebrate the holiday in any way? Did you watch of any course. Jason movies? Of course. Of course. I saw Jason Lives at a brewery. They were playing it at a brewery. Uh, this organization that is near me called Story Screen was playing it. And it's a lot of fun. It holds up. What a great, great film. Hell yeah. You watch anything, Chris, or no? I, I had seen, uh, I uh, watched uh, Jason Goes to Hell again. I like that movie. Really? I, I, that oh, is, interesting. That goes up a little bit more for me. Like, the style, I guess I just missed the 90s style. Like, Ugly. I know yeah. there was a griping <laughs> with, like, the gore of it, but, like, yeah. I like the gore of it. I think it's what, what like, like, eating the guy eating the heart. It's fantastic. I, I don't know. It's what, pretty, it's pretty I, funny. I, I don't know what else. Like, yeah. As far as a Jason movie goes, I've really come around to that one. Ugly people, boxy looking cars. I love boxy. Uh, Ill fitting suits on men. The yeah. 90s, man. Like, it's the Jason movie that looks most like an X Files episode. Yes. <laughs> uh, I did, I did two actually. So I did, Eric, also I did um, Jason Lives, not at the brewery event. That sounds awesome. Uh, just at home. And then the night before that, so actually on Friday the 13th, I celebrated two days, man. I was, I was, oh, you got to do it. Um, uh, I did Roy the movie on nice. Friday night, and boy, that's it's just a bad idea. Speaking oh, you still of bad don't ideas, like it. You didn't reappraise it like Chris has now loves Friday. No, no, I mean it's funny, but it's like it's stupid, and to just have some guy, and that the, that's where the leap happens, right? That's where Tommy Jarvis just jumps into becoming an adult, and so right. yeah, timeline wise, all of a sudden the movie's like somewhere in the mid to late nineties, and it makes. No sense. I don't know how you you biff stuff like that. You know what I mean? I, I mean, the thing about movies like that is that, like, I, I was thinking about this this weekend because I also watched, um, we don't have to talk about it, really, that uh, Totally Killer movie on Amazon. Oh, with, sure, yeah. Uh, Mad, uh, uh, Mad Men's Kieran Shipko. 
Sally Draper. Yeah, Sally Draper. Yeah. Uh, and it, and like I was like watching that, and my, my thought was like, there's a reason I like like any garbage movie made in like the 70s or 80s mm-hmm. that is just like documenting the world around you versus these like digital images that just don't have any like pressure to them. They don't have any like like yeah. anything to and like I, I really like Totally Killer is a five if you're just looking for like gory like not even that gory but like a stupid little throwback 80s thing. It's fine, but like, yeah. I can't like it like I like even Roy the movie, which is like one of my least favorite of these movies yeah. because it just looks better. Like, the Im- yep. even a, a shitty image made on that kind of film looks so much better and so much more composed. And like, the lighting of it just makes more sense than yeah. like any of this. And like, I can't even enjoy, I tried so hard to just enjoy t- uh, Totally Killer. And yeah. I just was like checked out the whole time because none of it meant anything to me. The f- <laughs> the flat, I mean, flat digital cinematography <sighs> coupled with like bad lighting is a real problem. I, I would say like plaguing horror right now. Yeah. There's so much coming out that like I'll give stuff a shot on Shutter, and I'm like, this looks awful. It yeah. looks absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't get into it. Uh there's just something my eyes won't. My eyes and my brain do not agree to well, play with that. Things are going to keep getting worse. Okay. And one day you're going to go, someone's going to look back at that movie and be like, God damn, this looks good compared to what we got now. When everything's See, shot at 120 frames per exactly. second. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps, but I really don't know. I think the world dies out before we get there. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah, my, good. That's okay. my thinking. That's Chris, really you, my What thing. do you think? Uh, next week? I'm not giving you a date. Come on. Come you're on. Always we can play dates. No, always know. I'm not giving you a date. I don't. I'm not a prognosticator. I'm going to say the 27th of this month is when the world will end. Yes, this month and the day after our great event on Friday the 13th, part four, (laughs) the final chapter, our digital worldwide experience where we're talking all about Friday the 13th four. It's going to be so much fun. And there's a QA and a afterwards and it's on demand for seven days after. So if the world is still here, which it probably (laughs) won't be, you can watch it. This is a a good way to convince people to come. It's your last (laughs) hours on this earth. Abandon your loved ones and those you have not spoken to for many, many years. Abandon all of that. Abandon with us to talk about Jason. We're the loved ones. (laughs) Jason's a loved one. We're loved ones. Got it. Yes. Got it. All right. Understood. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I don't know. Interesting jag though, Kevin, because uh, that's I've been wanting to mention that for a while too. There's stuff that just it looks so shitty. And actually, I was thinking with Roy the movie, it opens with like just I think like a shot of the lake or something at night, like yeah. before you get the Corey Feldman cameo. And I was like, this just looks so good. Yeah, it's just you're filming trees and water. There was, and it looks way better. There's thought, like you 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 noticed the thought that had to go into it. Someone had to plan yeah. for this to happen at this hour of the day like as composed to like we'll shoot it throw it to the computer fix up anything we don't like and then yep. send it off like that there's a difference there and like you can yeah. feel it in every image and like i i, I don't know if we're, i don't think it's ever going to get better uh someone in the chat here makes a good point uh fucking rat says uh, they ain't lighting movies properly these days, and it sucks because we have the best home video viewing technology right now. That's absolutely true. At the time when we can like see every nook and cranny, mm-hmm. you've got these people who have been told their entire lives, like, oh, anyone can make a movie, <laughs> and they just do a shit job, and everybody can see it. 
Um, so yeah, really abysmal stuff. Uh, but it all keeps coming, mm-hmm. abysmal or otherwise, and we try to keep track of it as best we can by paying attention to the coming attractions on a segment we like to call Trailer Segment. Now, uh, can I tell you, the best part uh, of my experience going to see uh, The Exorcist Believer Mm -hmm. was the trailer for this movie. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) I have not seen this yet. I don't know what this is. It looks like he's a Candyman-esque figure. Is that right? Oh, dude, if if only there were paranormal activity involved, but it's actually way funnier. It's the new David Ayer movie, folks. Oh, no. It is the beekeeper. Uh, It's coming out uh, January 12th. Do you see the writing credit? Go for it, dude. Yeah. Kurt Vimmer. Oh, that's right. Yep. My man. Vimmer. Combining powers for this movie, the beekeeper with Statham. We're now making suicide squads out of production staff. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now I have to see it. Even before seeing the fucking trailer, I got to see this thing. If we got if we got Kurt on it, I, I need to see. I knew you'd be down for it, dude. Now complete us, um, of course. I gotta say though, it kind of chuffs my ass because a January twelfth release date, it just skirts by worst of twenty three. So if we want to address this movie, it's either emergency episode or you know we're waiting until next January or something like Damn. that. Um, but anyway. Folks at home, if you would like to watch the trailer along with us, of course, uh, the information is in uh, the below area here on YouTube. Speaking of which, remember, you know, you're sitting here watching this, folks, uh, either live or on the replay. Like this video. Uh, shoot us into that algorithm, will you? Shoot uh, us. Shoot us into shoot the up. algorithm. Into the algorithm, Eric. Both. Not like Oswalding you on the street. No. <laughs> Don't let them do that. Uh, so, yes, this is a Jason Statham action movie. It's Guess what? It's an action movie that's saying something. And Good. that's the best oh, kind. Uh, and I'll tell you right now, Chris Cabin, mm. trailer before the trailer. So Good. Gird, gird your loins for that. Uh, but all right, everybody. Hope you have it uh, pulled up to watch along. Uh, the Beekeeper from David Ayer in three, two, one, go. Everyone. Need your attention, please. I'm going to burn this place to the ground. Mm. Oh, yeah. He's got oh, a hat on. Oh. oh. Official oh. trailer. Official. Thank God. Official trailer. Oh, the lion. Yep. Oh, Miramax. Dude, this, like, it's a some sort of media company now. Imagine not changing that name. That's you have to change that name. It's named after the fucking <laughs> monster's grandparents or parents or something. Parents, yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. So I believe this is Felicia Rashad uh, getting grifted here by like, huh. I don't know, telemarketer type shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope so. Is this, have we found pes- is Patrick in here? I Jeez, I don't know, man. <laughs> wow, we get some oh, nine nails here. Yeah, yep. Oh, yeah. So he is burning down this telemarketer office is yeah. what's happening. Sure, that's good. I like it. That's not bad. That. The only thing you know is, is that Jeremy Irons? 
It's Irons, dude. Oh, no. He's like the heavy. Oh, boy. And so he blew up a telemarketing office. Mm-hmm. Mini drivers in it? Yeah, yep. mini driver? Jesus. Oh, you should take on the, another scam company out there, MGM. <laughs> <laughs> well, they dude, did. You, do you see what's going on here? Like, this telemarketing scheme, that's just the ground floor, man. He's yeah. taking this all the way to the top. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Wow. My fingies. He just cut off a dude's fingers in a bandsaw. That's pretty cool. And I love how he's dressed. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, oh my God. Oh. Yeah, wow. that's going to be bad. Yeah, dude, right? Okay. You can see why this okay. was the best part of Exorcist Believer. Yeah, I'll, I'll be checking this out. I also like how they dress Jason Satham to be like he's an everyman. He's a dude on a mission. Yep. He's Car got that hat, on, and a hat. Yeah, but, but eventually he will. He I see suit. He's going to change into suit eventually. Well, because he's getting to DC at the end of this yeah. movie, dude. I mean, obviously this trailer's showing us way too much. I mean, you also have to do John Wick lighting, as you see. I mean, we're he's going to oh, quite a lot. Of he's going to storm the Capitol, you're saying? Ooh, maybe. He does look like he's near it. He is getting to the bottom of something in this movie. Oh, wow. We have to kill him before he kills his Iron's wife. really hamming it up here. Yeah. The Joker. This woman with this huge Gatling gun, like this shit is crazy. It's flammable as fuck. Who knows? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Lighting a person on fire. Blowing up a gas station. This was like the only way they could figure out how to adapt that article that's like, if the bees die, we die from way back when. They're like, how do we get this into theaters? How do we do it? And here's the Hollywood version, and it's not, yeah. it's got none of that shit. There, there, was an, there was like an adaptation that went on between then and now, uh, adaptation, <laughs> yeah. the movie. And then like, now it's just this. It's an action movie. That's, oh, that's insane. That's nuts. That happened. <laughs> the credits have to be like, Loosely based on yeah. that B article. Yeah. <laughs> it's a book too. The the Earth without I forget the name, but yeah. Uh, oh, I've got no clue. I I didn't really know the article you're talking about. I was just letting you letting you go. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, my buns will be in the theater for that stupid shit. Absolutely. <laughs> and I gotta say, dude, just compared to like another state the movie from a couple weeks ago, unlike Expendables Four, there's like. A few, at least, real explosions in this movie, and I don't know. It's probably we'll better see. than Expendables 4, right, Eric? It would, it would have to be. Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> I, I, I can't do that. Even though I think the strength of that movie is when it just becomes a Jason Statham movie and we forget the Expendables. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. Gotcha. Well, I guess we'll see. Uh, so looking forward to that in a you know ironic for the show kind of way. Uh, but anyway, a couple of movies to chat about here like we said the festival the new york film festival that is uh wrapped up yesterday um but we saw something on friday morning that we wanted to talk about uh before closing out the coverage of the festival and that was the closing night film the new one from michael mann ferrari uh chris you and i uh checked it out and i know we're both Riding high on it. Well, you want to take us away here? Start oh, us off. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's if it's funny. It's not exactly like Michael Mann movies I've seen before. It's a little bit more. I think the he he's getting older and like he's kind of not doing at like it's Black Hat is like genuinely experimental in ways. Like I still got to see it. I it's love that Black. Really Hat. great movie, uh-huh. and this is much tamer. But the things about it are very man esque. Like. Uh, 
uh, the idea of ma- like as a portrait of masculinity and like yep. bucking against what's good about it and what's bad about it mm-hmm. uh, and control versus uh, 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 letting go and like opening yourself up. These things are all there, but it's in a much more uh, uh, what's the, like acceptable. Like I can see people just being able to walk out of the street and see this movie and not have any like, oh, my God, as compared to Black Hat would be like, what the fuck was that? Hacker right. fucking uh, action movie? What? No, absolutely like, fucking not. It's, I don't mean this like negatively in any way, but like format wise and stylistically, it's a much more conventional movie. Yes. He's much more. He's he's getting he's not he's tamer, I think. And like, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because all the things he's doing are still very moving. Uh, 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 the shots are all incredible. Like the way he the movie it, it's about. Uh, essentially, I mean, it, it's not even his whole life. It's a very particular no, part of his life. Which is, like, compared to uh, another, like, bio-ish movie that Eric and I saw at the festival, Maestro, you know, where that's, like, a the bunch a yeah. bunch of Lenny's life. This is, like, three months yes. in the life of Ferrari. You it know? was essentially from when Maserati took the title of uh, yes. the fastest uh, car uh, mm-hmm. until they took it back. Is is essentially yep. the time period of the movie. Yes. Um it's a movie that he's been trying to get made for ages, Ever. so much so that the man who wrote the screenplay, Troy Kennedy Martin, has indeed been dead since two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say it is an absolutely stacked cast. Um, Penelope Cruz is fantastic as Laura. Yes. Uh, Driver is great playing another famous Italian man with family problems. I think the um, accent's better here. Much better mm-hmm. here, I think. It, I gotta say, dude, it's way less cartoony. You're totally well, you right. You know why he got cast with that name of his. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely, Eric. You're dead on. <laughs> um, Patrick Dempsey, who I realized because like they haven't made up to look like a much older man yeah. that he's playing. He's he plays hair, yeah. Piero Tarufi. Um, does he not look like a late in life Charles Chaplin? I was like, you could get this dude doing some sort of like Merci Verdoux, like yeah, I could see it happening or something. Like he looked so much like Charles Chaplin as an old man. It was very strange. I um, never wanted to like viscerally fuck Charles Chaplin, but I did Patrick Dempsey in this movie. He is looking fucking good uh, <laughs> as of late, man. You didn't want to fuck Charlie Chaplin? No, of course not. He's just, he's, he's, t- I want to cuddle fucking Charlie Chaplin. I want to be like, oh, oh you don't have- want to tickle him with his mustache? Ooh. No, 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 no. It's not that kind of love. <laughs> um, Yeah. No, I, you know, I'll say this though, two knocks against it. Um, and this isn't a spoiler, folks. The movie starts with some like really banged up archival footage, uh, you know, of those racing days. And they put in like fake old looking black and white Adam driver behind a car. And like (laughs) it elicited laughs from the audience. And I don't think it was supposed to like, it just looks very silly. It looks almost Toonces the driving cat esque in a way the way it just kind of cuts to him because it's all, he's not driving anything. It's just fake. Yeah. So that's kind of bad. And I will say I did not care for Shailene Woodley really? as uh, Lena Lardy, the mistress. I mean, acting wise, like the, the emotions and everything hit, it's all great. 
I spent half that movie trying to figure out if she was trying to do an Italian accent of any kind. Whatever she's doing with that voice mm. did not work for me in the slightest. It's like sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. Like some things sound more an Italian speaking English than other things do. Um, I didn't yeah, I thought really, it was very inconsistent. I didn't really notice. Uh, I, I mean, I think to what you're, t- what I could say is what I didn't like about the role was that it's just not, it does speak to like, I think Penelope Cruz is one of the, her character is one of the better uh, female characters that have been in a Michael Mann movie. He's notorious yeah. for not doing great on, on this one. Uh, it's like her Tuesday weld. Uh, uh, somebody Viola Davis in Black Hat is really fucking good. Um, oh, interesting. Uh-huh. And uh, Diane uh, Venora in Heat, of course, is the big one I think of all the time. Uh, right. But like, I just don't think she's very well written. Like, I think she's there to be like the she serves the movie in the way that the character serves him. Right, like, exactly. It's, it's, a, it's of, an afterthought in both cases. I don't, I don't put that on Shailene Woodley at all. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think she yeah. did fine with the role. It's just like, I, you just, I, I'm not expecting much from female characters from Michael Mann to begin with. The same way I'm not expecting a lot from Christopher Nolan on that, uh, on that tip. It's just not what they're good at, uh, mm-hmm. and like I just accept that about them. And I think like Cruz does as, like I said, as good as anybody has done in, under him. I think. Uh, She's, so I, can't, I, I can't complain yeah. too much. I, I I think that's a fantastic performance yeah. uh, from her. Um, this is out wide at Christmas, gang. Woo. So look for it. Uh, you know, pretty much everywhere. It's fucking great. The racing stuff is nuts. Fantastic. It's it's it was a great thing for them to end the festival on. Again, another one of the best movies of the year. IMO. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'll get down to it, gang. I think I was the only one that checked out the Eras tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chelsea and I went on Saturday, um, you know, and I gotta say, it's a lot of fucking fun. I was concerned that it was going to be, um, cause they just, they announced it like so quickly and like the turnaround from announcement to release. I was like, mm. what is this? You know what I mean? And my fear was like, it was just this slap together. Like, Hey, we got all this footage from the tour. Let's like, you know, put it together and con people into buying tickets to it (laughs) but it's actually an incredibly well thought out and directed performance film um i mean she's fucking amazing like Mm. regardless of you know how big a fan you are of her music or maybe you're not at all like she is a performer and that whole thing the whole concert you know the eras tour concert was so theatrical and big and just that really awesome like stadium arena music show that sometimes is just really fun to see. Mm. Um, and seeing an IMAX was great. And it was, uh, we went at noon uh, on Saturday. So there was a lot of like little girls, you know, friend groups and families and stuff. And at first Chelsea and I were like, Oh God, <laughs> what have, what have we yeah. done? Um, but it was, it was totally chill. And like the little girls like singing the songs were adorable. People were grooving in the seats. Like I was just doing that exactly for Stop Making Sense. So like I was having this cool moment of like looking at these younger people being like, oh, this is like, you know, what that movie is for me. This might be for them. That's very cool. And, you know, also I'll say a completely sold out IMAX auditorium. And I had the thought while watching it and like looking at the See if people, I was like, you know, I'm sick and tired. And I think the argument is dead about P 
people don't want to go to the movies. It's not true. People mm-hmm. just want to have things they want to see. Exactly. So, you know, it's like, it is up to the fucking studios, man. You all have to be doing better once you end the strike. Um, as far as like what we're putting out, because people want to see stuff. People, people want to have something that different. engagement. Now, can I ask you how many costume changes we got going on in this one? Oh, uh, I, like, I think there's 10 eras and she's got a different costume for every era. I think and did she do that on tour too? Like to run backstage and ah. I think so. I mean, I think that was yeah, well, that's, the show. What you're watching is, um, much like Stop Making Sense was three nights at the Pantages Theater. This was three or four nights at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, where I think the Rams play. Um, and so it's all like really well thought out camera choreography and everything like that. Um, but yeah, what what they, you know, the magic of the movie, right? Because like the tour itself, like when you were going to this, it was like, it was the same thing every night, right? Um, in every city along the way. Mm-hmm. So like, when you were actually there, it was like over three hours. And part of that was because of like costume changes and shit. You're watching this and like, it's the, you know, the magic of editing, that stuff's all cut down. So there's none of that downtime, you know, like one era ends and then she comes back like after a quick transition and she's in a different outfit and the dancers look different. It's a different set and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that is kind of my gripe, you know, like, I mean, I didn't feel it, I guess, in the theater, but it is like two hours and 40 minutes or something like that. Like, because mm-hmm. it's the whole darn thing, you I'm, know? I'm right here on uh, IMDb, the best source of everything. Ooh, you're you're not on Swiftopedia? Are you on? I am on Taylor Swift Era's IMDb. Uh-huh. Goofs. Listen to this. Oh, no. oh, uh-oh. Okay. oh. Taylor's hair position changes between shots throughout the whole film. <laughs> Uh-huh. Over the shoulder okay. in one shot, behind the shoulder in the next jump shot, for example. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Seven just, people I, found it helpful, and 14 said it was unhelpful. I, well, I just, those 14 are right. Can you just imagine, like, David Boardwell, like, getting the shots up on the screen and being like, well, yeah, <laughs> that doesn't really make sense right there. I don't know about that. No, Continuity. I Look, you switch the angle like that. It means a hundred different things. You're like, no, it's, it's, that's what I, I mean, it's ridiculous to think about it that way. But I, I will say about the release, uh-huh. I think she's doing something. It could really have gone either way. And I don't know exactly how the box office, you know, bears this out, but it is smart to do something like this when people are still, cause the thing is still going on. Correct. No, I think it's. Did it just oh, end? I think it just ended. Yeah, that's that's a good way. Like, uh, while it's still in people's heads, to yeah. release it like yeah. that and be like, no, 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 don't wait to like have it be a victory lap in a year because people I don't think are going to go out so it, much. Yeah, it's smart because the stadium right. tour has been like advertising for and, the movie as well. And that and the thing is, is because by then a year out from now you're going to have like I don't know how pe- I'm sure there are people like watchdogs on this shit but like yeah. like youtube clips of her performing stuff like that is going to become fine that's enough for a lot of people yeah. to just watch like clips from the computer or like if you can down i don't know if you can download like actual sets that people like record somewhere maybe oh, i don't you know if you, if you can no get idea. her on the i don't know if you can get her on the boot like dead and company yeah, I don't know if that would that. be really funny if they had like a alicia's <laughs> fix uh yeah. not fix fix um <laughs> no like because it, it could have gone the other way is that like people are just like i just did it i don't want to go back and see it like that sure but, like i think it was smarter to just like yeah one last go 
this we just finished this thing. Let's do this as a stamp. Like, and that way, because I do like the Beyonce uh, docs where they do the behind the scenes stuff. I think that's sure. I, I do like that part of those movies. Um, uh-huh. But not doing it, it does just engage your audience. And that that is an audience that is very easily engaged. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, it looks like I'm, I'm on her website because I wanted to check. I guess a year from two days from now. Okay. So a year and two days. Uh, she's back at it in Miami. They're doing some dates in Miami, New Orleans, and Indianapolis uh, with this tour again. Um, but yeah, for the, the that's a better victory lap because that's going to yeah. make you more money. If you're Taylor Swift, that's going to make you more money rather yeah. than just using this as your victory lap. Well, also I would think too. You know, as far as like, oh, I just saw it or whatever. Like for a lot of people, like you know, they paid six hundred dollars for the worst seats of their life just to go. <laughs> yes. And so, like, this is like, I mean, you're right there. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Uh, and you're seeing. I will say another thing. Uh, props to the director Sam Wrench, who this is not. Uh, their first rodeo with concert film type stuff at all. You look at uh, the laundry list of stuff on IMDb, but um, mm. does a decent enough job at like featuring the other musicians. Uh, like there are a decent number of shots where like it's musicians and Taylor Swift is not in the frame. So it gives time to the dancers too, um, which is really cool. It's, I mean, it's fun as fuck. Like, it's just, you go, you hear some great tunes, you watch an incredible production captured, you know, really well done. It's really well done. Um, so, yeah. Andrew says, go see it. <laughs> um, I will say, though, here's one knock. Mm-hmm. I said the audience was great, and, and they were. But we're doing, like, I'm filming my friends watching the movie well, yeah. in you- the theater, Ooh. and, like... <laughs> You want to take a little video of the opening, your favorite number. I was willing to do, you know, make some concessions for that just because I'm like, all right, first of all, like, this ain't your world, old man. So you sit there and just fucking enjoy the motion picture and drink your soda, fat boy. But it got to a point where it's like, oh, shit, Liz is watching their sing, whatever. And you're just like, just Uh, watch watch it. You're missing it. That's what would have stopped me. I mean, like, I, I, I don't have I am not related to nor do I live with a Swifty. Mm-hmm. Uh so nobody uh was really asking me to go to this or like, hey, we're going anyway. Would you like to tag along? Right. But like that certainly would have I knew I I just know stuff like that's gonna happen in a movie like that. Mm. Yeah. Like, eh, right. Eh. Taylor Swift, you know it's gonna happen. Minions, you know yeah. it's gonna happen. <laughs> you just know with certain times. It's true. It's absolutely true. Uh there was a lady who like before the movie started was like oh do you think because it was like we got there way early so there weren't a lot of people in the auditorium so we were the closest people to ask she was like do you think they would exchange my tickets for two o'clock this afternoon and i was like uh i don't know like you're gonna have to ask them like this thing's selling really well like who knows what seats are even available and she was like oh because my friend just texted me and she can't make it we want to go later so she wound up staying and like this lady by herself had a fucking awesome time. She was like dancing in the aisle, like did not give a shit. She was like talking with other people. And like, I don't know, again, just like I was talking about seeing stop making sense, like that communal shit with like going to the movies, man, like you can't get it at home. So like, do not tell me people don't want to go to the movies. But, but that is definitely stuff that is direct. Like 
it's one thing for a stop making sense. If you go and see fucking Apocalypse Now and people are like dancing and fucking like <laughs> taking photos and shit like that, right. I might be a little bit like, uh, maybe the community part of this was not a good idea. Maybe. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not advocating that like we enjoy movies sure. publicly like that all the time, you yeah. know, but like read the room. So things yeah, yeah. like people dressing up for Barbie, that's fun. Like sure. do that, that's you know, nice. people, yeah, yeah. um, people dressing up for minions. Yes, with a suit and ties. Was, yeah, those boys going in suits for what? I don't know what that. Oh right, because they're like, the, ba- the baby. They were like, or something. People yeah. thought they were like serial killers or something. I was like, it's just kids being stupid and goofy. Like what? Who cares? Yeah. Like how do you care about shit like this? <laughs> like how do you fucking bring yourself down to that level to give a shit about a kid dressing up for a fucking cartoon? <laughs> like really? <laughs> how does it happen? Oh, the other one was um, RRR. That was another one where yeah. it was like. This the theatrical presentation was such an event that like yeah. folks dancing and like also just like cheering in that movie when crazy shit happens like those videos are great like when he jumps through the they jump out of the boxes or whatever and it's him and all the yeah. animals like <laughs> and you just saw like clips on TikTok or whatever people just going absolutely fucking crazy losing their minds like <laughs> it's very rare that you can get that level of amped up watching stuff on your couch so anyway all this to say it was a lot of fun and if you're even remotely interested you know you check, should check out, it out rrr yeah, yeah I, I mean do that too good movie um now eric sisk over the weekend you were uh <sighs> in the in the bowels of pvod and you're going to tell us about something on a little segment we call secret movie Yes, my movie, should I choose to watch it this weekend, <laughs> was Mobland. Oh, look at that fucking cowboy hat on Travolta. This just came out uh, to streaming, I think, a week ago, and it is a snoozer. Oh, no. So you want to dress up for the movies, put on your nightgown, get your yeah. pillow out. <laughs> just just get your Justified uh, fits back yes. out, because that oh, just oh. looks like the Justified poster. And you sure. want to take a crack, guess how how much he's in this movie? 10 minutes? Oh. A little more than that. Probably like oh, okay. 20, actually. Oh, but okay. He's That's not honestly, dude, much. From oh, Sorry, but from the way you were talking last night, I would have guessed like 10 minutes or under. Like yeah. a real pulled the rug out from under us. It's... It's a it's a sleepy movie about a sleepy town, and a, he's a uh-huh. sleepy sheriff, and he talks to people, and he walks around a little bit. <laughs> but uh, the basic premise is uh-huh. these two guys uh, rob a pill a pill mill. Okay, they make opioids or whatever. Uh, the lead uh, Shiloh Fernandez, who is I know, yeah, yeah I know, I've heard of him. He, yeah. he, I could have used a little more charisma. He him and Kevin Dillon is the, this initial team. Uh, Kevin Dillon looking like how thin is the uh his oh, Kevin Dillon's like mustache or goatee? He looks exactly like he does in Entourage. Uh but wow. but a little older, so much uh-huh. so that you can really see that leathery skin. Like <laughs> a California sun ain't too kind on poor right. Kevin Dillon here. Ooh. But he's in the movie even less, so that's fine. You kind of get out of the way with Kevin Dillon pretty early. And then uh-huh. the New Orleans mafia sends an enforcer up to figure out what was going on with the pill mill played by Steven Dorff, who steals oh. the show. And he's oh, okay. actually really pretty good in the movie, given the fact that he's 
been given like a cliche, you know, role that is. Is he the know. heavy? Is he like yeah, the ringleader? He's, he's like uh-huh. the bad guy. He's like the badass. He wears all black, this, that, and the other. But he's yeah. good in the movie for what the movie is. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't want to spoil it necessarily, so I won't. But. <laughs> okay, that's good. I guess that, I guess I'm done talking about it because it's <laughs> it's. I wouldn't really recommend it. It's kind of boring, to be honest. But if you're a Stephen Dorff head, and if uh-huh. you were waiting for that Dorfessence that never fully manifested, mm-hmm. it's worth a spin for, for him alone. You thought, it, everybody thought it was going to happen. At least I thought it was going to happen with Somewhere. I yep. really was like, here we go. And it deserves to. Yeah. It deserves to. Deserve to. And I thought it would happen it with, uh, what was it? Uh, Mobland? True Detective Season 3. Thank you, Chris. Yes, True Detective. He's really oh, good. At okay. True Detective. Right. Very good. Uh, what is the... So you mentioned the New Orleans Mafia, and that leads me to ask one question, because um, I was ripping on Shailene Woodley and Ferrari. What kind of accent is Travolta putting on, if any? <sighs> kind of nothing. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Maybe there's maybe there's a light affectation that I didn't really... He's not like Travolting, Travolta-ing it up. He's not yeah. like aggressively travolta he's okay. kind of like mild-mannered travolta in this and uh i kind of like mild-mannered travolta actually it's a it's a nice spice and he he actually is good in the scenes he's in but he doesn't his character's kind of just whatever um yeah but he's not who he's not hooting and hollering and he's not talking like foghorn leghorn he's kind of playing it straight okay because that's what i you know i see that cowboy hat i see New Orleans Mafia being mentioned, and I just think like I guarantee. <laughs> no, he no, no, no. Stephen Dorff's the only one that's actually from uh, New Orleans or whatever, Orleans. but he's not even doing an, an, uh, an a voice. Got it. Got I mean, it. you. It's amazing to me. Saban Films has like whatever William Sadler was uh, holding in Demon Night that whole time. <laughs> they have that for John Travolta. Like he's just had to deal with whatever they've got. Like, and I don't know if it's a production contract or whatever. It's just, yeah. but I, every time I see one of these shitty movies, it's a save in films. And I, I, that shitty uh, rip off of the Wolf of Wall Street he did a couple years ago was save in films. Oh, really? I think Where it's it was Bond, by the way. Uh, Siobhan? They're the, okay. They're the Power Rangers people. Oh, they, yes. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been uh, forever with him. They've been doing these movies. What if it was like whatever that first movie was that he did with them? And then he was like, yeah, that sucked. You know, (laughs) let's get out of here. And then they were like, oh, no, John Travolta, you didn't read the fine print. You have to make 10 films with Saban. (laughs) 25. I mean, it's a lot. Uh, But uh, yeah, this I I don't know, Eric. I'm glad you went to see this because I'm definitely not going to do this. As much of a dwarf head as I am. Right. I, I went to see it on my sofa. You know, it was yeah, a rental. Yeah. <laughs> you could stretch out. Yeah. Ooh, you had the best seat. Also, the I'll say Travolta looks fucking great. Uh, bald. He's looking he does, amazing. Right? Yeah. Yes. Big time. Dude, I wish someone had like gave him, you know, that wisdom years ago. Seriously. It could have saved so many movies from these what? these bad pieces that he's got who, but who is who is the bald man who is going to tell him that the way that pitbull would tell him that that is by the way why he did it what yeah it's well it's, you know who like, hey, do it <laughs> it's it should have been uh, you know at the time all those years ago it should have been fucking bruce willis be like I, look yeah 
look, I mean, I was really hanging by a thread with Die Hard with a Vengeance, and it was embarrassing. And I just started shaving my head, and I have all this confidence. I'm in all these movies. It's great. John, you got to do it, too. It'll change your life. Yeah. But he probably still thought of him. I mean, it's back in the time when they're like actually going for the same role. So he's like, don't steal my gig. Oh, that could be. <laughs> yeah. You're you're not wrong because, you know, no shade to Bruce, but Travolta has turned in, I think, some pretty stellar performances over the even years. Even so. in my head, I would yeah. say, as, as far okay. as those guys, like those kinds of characters. But like, I mean, I think... To the uh, accent thing, too. Like, I just think he got all the New Orleans a- Southern accent out of him with a-, a love song for Bobby Long. Oh, is he doing it in that movie? You have no idea the accent. He is doing <laughs> oh, an accent no. that would not get past any kind of censor at this point. Uh, it-, it is horrible. And it's- <laughs> that was like the last thing Scarlett Johansson did before she was like, oh, I'm a star. I can just do whatever I like. What was that? Who directed that movie? What is it about? It I remember just, the title. It's just like an indie drama that like went nowhere, like a father oh, okay. daughter re- reconciling kind of thing. Oh, oh, snooze. oh. Yeah, not yeah. great. Not good. Total snooze. Um, well, Eric, I, I've been dancing around it, but I think you, you saved me a watch, my friend. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Because also I was looking at it. Am I? Do I have the numbers right? It's like just about two hours yes, long. It's way too long. If it was 90 minutes, I'd probably say check it out. Yeah, oh, there we go. Uh, all right. Last couple of things to get to, gang, uh, as we uh, wind up on the hour here. Uh, new segment on the program. No graphic for it yet, because I only came up with the uh, title over the weekend. But Home Media Mania, uh, where we'll do some disc reviews if uh, companies send us shit in advance. And we happen to get a couple of promo copies of stuff here. And uh, let's go over it really quickly. The first one, EO, finally. Mm. Out on Blu-ray, uh, my favorite film from last year, uh, the Jersey Skolomowski movie. I still love the poster art. Great movie. Um, this is out now uh, from Janus Contemporaries, they're calling it. But it's uh, basically just the Criterion Collection with the new uh, titles that Janus is releasing. As uh, you've probably wagered from all of our New York Film Festival coverage, um, Janice is buying up a lot of movies these days, yeah. which is very cool. A lot of new movies. They are distinguishing themselves now uh, as something other than just repertory uh, titles, which is very exciting. Um, so this sucker is out tomorrow. I think it's like only maybe the second of these Janice contemporaries that's released. They, they, they released no Bears as well. No Bears, I know, is the other big one uh, that I was uh, think, but they have a couple. That's like, already think- out. The eight, I think like the eight mountains are going to do that's coming out. Yeah. Yep. Stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, but like, I mean, no bears and EO, those are two of my favorite movies from last year. So um, I have big titles EO on in the background here, um, but it's a pretty decent disc. I'll say just to like talk about the, you know, the release itself oh, yeah. and not the movie. Um, it's got a five, one surround track on it. Uh, it's available on Blu-ray and standard def DVD. If, you're still making a go with that. But I got to say, a little light on, uh, you know, supplementals and whatnot. There's a making of thing where it's Jersey talking with uh, Eva Piaskowska, who was the writer and producer. And then there's like a featurette where it's like, meet the donkeys. It's like is, there every, any, is there an interview with the donkey, the EO donkey, the main donkey? Can we no, talk that's, about the donkey? 
That's what I'm saying, dude. There's a feature where you meet all of the donkeys that played EO. Oh, in the shit. Movie. Movie magic. I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was one guy. No, no. It's no. Many. It's like babies. Does it say the amount on here? There's like 15, 15, six. There's six of six, them. Six donkeys. My God. Six, uh, six Sardinian donkeys. Well, I liked the movie and it fooled me. I yeah. thought it was one donkey, but it was six. <laughs> wow. Uh, and then there's just a trailer on it. So I got to say, it's very bare bones, but it looks very good. The 5-1 is rocking on it. Now, how um, were the donkeys treated on set? Do we do we know for sure? I, I would was wager it- pretty lovingly, man. They were like carting those things around, uh, at least some of them anyway. Uh, or maybe those were just different donkeys altogether. But remember, like, there were like press junkets and shit where like oh, it was yeah. like Jersey standing like next to a donkey. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, look at look at Dio. <laughs> His favorite you know. of the Eos. And yeah, yeah I mean. They got the best carrots. We're we're past the dark ages, Eric. We're you, oh, film, yeah. you film the one donkey, then you're going to move on to the next donkey. So then you eat that donkey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> then, this is the Siska system of yeah. uh, donkey. No, it's a Polish movie. I'm Polish. This is what they do. They eat the okay. donkey. You have you have the next donkey eat some of the previous donkey, oh, so that by the time you bit. get to the sixth donkey, it's like a super donkey. Yeah. They got uh, the yeah. spirit in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what you were donkey. going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ravenous, but with donkeys. Ooh, that's um, a movie. Oh hell yeah, that's a good movie. Uh, yeah, so I I would recommend picking this up. Now uh, the other one, much more in uh, the spirit of the season, uh, out from Lionsgate. There's a Best Buy exclusive of The Wicker Man in a steel book, the original Wicker Man, fiftieth anniversary uh, re-release of the film. Nice art on that. Mm. Yes, this um, there's a cool like let's see slip cover to it too that like kind of glides oh, off nice. and there's like separate art on that. I mean, this whole thing, these steelbook things, sometimes you're kind of like, eh, whatever. Like the Goodfellas one, I think, kind of sucked, but um, like this is it's gorgeous. So like from that standpoint too, if you're into that part of physical media collecting, like the guy talking right now, you know, this kind of shit is pretty rad. And I gotta say, it looks absolutely great. Um, it's got a really solid uh, mono soundtrack. Now, the weird thing about it, though, is like the it's like this final cut, which is about I think it's like maybe a few minutes. Sh- I can't remember which way now. It might be shorter than the theatrical, mm. but the theatrical is not in this set, which is weird. It's just this oh, final weird. cut. Mm. Yeah. So, what um, is the difference between that? It almost sounds like when you know Blade Runner hit. Um, you know, physical media again. They basically just sold that final cut version, I think. Yes, that was for a while. You could only get like Blade Runner, the final cut. And I think eventually they did all of them in one. Right. Pack. I you do have did. that. That's that true. I have. That's yes. true. one I have. Yeah. Um, but this thing, uh, it's also out tomorrow. Um, the cool Gosh. thing about it, I will say it's it's chock full of supplemental stuff, including a thing that I'm such a sucker for. Uh, like, where is the location now? Like, they oh, go cool. back to filming locations, check out, you know, how it's looking. There's some, like, old conversations. Like, there's a Robin Hardy interview from 2013. There's a thing from, what year was it? Oh, it's 1979. It's Robin Hardy and Christopher Lee, like, on some TV show, I think. Like, yeah. so it's packed with stuff. No commentaries or anything, but um, it's a really gorgeous-looking release, really solid mono soundtrack. Um, so I would, I would 100% pick that up if you're a fan uh, of that movie. I believe it is indeed 
a Best Buy exclusive. Oh, so wow. you know, I actually yeah. picked up my first steel book recently. Never got uh-huh. one of these guys before. Scream six and Ooh, uh, Steelbook. Yeah, it's it's got really great uh, art. It's very the subway is all over that uh, steel book, so it's kind of a cool. Oh, theme that's thing. cool. Yeah, and I had no idea they were so nicely packaged. These steel books, so mm-hmm. I, I want to uh, get into them. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty sweet thing. You know, there's often like you know alternate art and things like that. Especially, I mean, we were just talking about it. Uh, I think on our. Exorcist We Love Movies episode that's out now on Patreon as we start rounding out the program here and plugging things. Um, We go on a rant on that episode about just the absolute awful uh, cover art that's on the 4K release of that film. Not good. Um, Right, yeah. Really heinous shit. So, like, this, you know, like, Steelbook stuff is kind of oftentimes the opposite of that. (laughs) It's like, it's alternate poster art that's actually kind of well done or funny or... depending upon the movie. Um, but yes, released last weekend, in case you missed it, Exorcist We Love Movies out now on Patreon. Um, hell yeah. As we still try to wash the stink off of the Exorcist <laughs> Believer. <Right>. Yeah, <laughs> instead we talked about a good movie and it's a big, correct me if I'm wrong, this is a big honker, right? This is like a, it's two, a big hour, boy. Two, two and a half hour episode. Yeah, like it's that. a big boy. Yeah, it's like maybe 220 or something like that. Um, But yeah, it's a big one. And out uh, also last week, if you missed it, folks, it dropped on Friday. Animation Damnation. Mm -hmm. All about uh, corn coming to South Park. Uh, I was trying to think of the name. Halloween Extravaganza or something like that. Uh, Whatever the fuck. Groovy. uh, Groovy. 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 There it is. Groovy Halloween. Whatever. The point is talking about that episode of south park really great going back to you know nearly 25 years ago uh you know our our histories with south park uh how we haven't watched it in like 15 years or at least i hadn't yes and Um, of course we get some stuff wrong but we're all a little wrong aren't we folks (laughs) <laughs> oh did we did someone tell us well, we got something was, wrong like, ripped from the headline stuff prior to around 9-11 so oh oh yes i did see someone said that i forget what the episode the people was were out there show. correcting the record but mm, um, you know you got to do it it was still an interesting reevaluation of south park i hadn't seen it for so long and yeah, yeah. I, I had more laughs than i expected Definitely. i enjoyed it enough folks i'm fine uh, with it <laughs> i laughed almost as much as i did watch an exorcist believer uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, but as it is Monday here on the program, uh, our week is just getting started in the WHMU. Uh, tomorrow, the spectacular continues with an all new episode. Us talking about Lance Henriksen in Pumpkinhead. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a fun ass episode to do. It was fun to revisit Pumpkinhead, uh, the only worthwhile uh, Stan Winston directorial effort. Yeah. And uh it will be out tomorrow on the main feed with commercials, but just a reminder, gang, if you don't like that stuff, head over to the Patreon, ad-free We Hate Movies at the $8 level and up. Uh, so that's going on. Now, Thursday, so much stuff to get to this week, you guys. Thursday, Eric, the Gleep Glossary is dropping. Right. Who are we talking about uh, there? Geth Zerian, who is a witch, a night sister. It's, we talk a little bit about Ahsoka in this since they mm-hmm. played a factor in uh, the later episodes of that first season. Yep. And 
It's a lot of fun, folks. Get into the Gleep Glossary if you haven't. Don't let the Star Wars shit hold you back because we treat we we mop the floor with those guys. We treat it like oh, yeah. trash. You don't have to love Star Wars. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, and then finally on Friday, uh, we're going to be dropping this month's Melro 210, where uh, 90210, Donna and Brenda are still in Paris, and Donna is almost becoming the plot of a Taken film uh, <laughs> through a CD modeling contract while uh, this close. The, the gang back home gets into a hot and heavy volleyball tournament. Mm-hmm. And uh, Melrose plays a lot of wacky shit going on there. Michael addicted to pills. Uh, Jane getting a restraining order. You know, All guys, guys you know, just this, this is a, this is a real fun episode of Melrose 210. And it's funny because Steve is in Paris right now. Mm, That's right. So we That's should true. be playing volleyball. Right? It's true. Ooh. So you want to do that after this? Should we I, be doing volleyball? Yeah, I think we'll, we'll wrap it up here. Okay. Go get a couple rounds in. Definitely, okay. Sounds um, good. <laughs> uh, so that is going to do it for this week, gang. Now, just as a programming note, uh, next week, no on-screen live uh, at all. Uh, we'll be doing uh, several things, including prepping for the live show on Thursday of next week. But Monday, instead of on-screen live, Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, the October edition of the WHM Mailbag is happening on this very YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want to make sure you're subscribed to the channel so you get the notification for that. Uh, and once again, by the way, just remember to like this video. Throw us into the deep end of the algorithm. Gang. Also, send us good letters. I'm I'm tired of this. I wrote through this. Get get me some good letters, some good stories. Embarrass yourself for our entertainment value. Yes, yep. I really cannot stress this enough. Get yes. them. Get those Seriously, stories. In. Talk about the time you made doo doo shit pants and all the other things <laughs> you've done. <laughs> Sorry that that you were all that. Yes. <laughs> The time you made doo-doo shit pants. Yes. <laughs> uh, but that's right. The October mailbag happening next Monday, the 23rd at 7 p.m. And yes, like Chris said, get them letters in. We all hate movies at gmail.com. Uh, but finally, at long last, that's the end of the episode, folks. Thanks for tuning in, uh, whether live or on the replay. Or the audio only. Chris is doing creepy hands. Ooh, yeah, look at that. Folks, you got to check out the video if you're listening on audio because there's creepy hands. Just watch that. That's creepy as fuck. I'm so creeped out. I think we got to sign off. Uh, Have a great week's folks. Wow, look at that. Your fingers are fucking me up. It's mesmerizing. It is. I can't stop looking at it. Have a great week, folks. We'll see you next time. Uh, I've been Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. Bye-bye.